Yes, sir. And we are back. Episode number 124 of the 2 a.m. podcast with Mr. Saeed Ashore and Mr. Zaid K. Dahaj. We just jumped into this one, didn't we? Yes, sir. I didn't even know that we were going to start. As you know, introductions from now on are going to include a little synopsis of what we're going to be speaking about. And today we're going to be speaking Mm -hmm. about some meat goodies, some (laughs) carnivorous action. So I know Uh, we we each have one topic, right? Yeah, pretty Um, much. And the second topic is going to be about technology and portability and what I view it as. Interesting. In your all caps. In my all caps notes, <laughs> notes. today. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Sometimes you hit a flow when you don't, I wouldn't say don't want to, but like you don't expect to. Mm-hmm. You just don't write, you just keep writing. So mine was a title. I was writing a title. Yeah. And I kept writing for like a good 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's nonstop. Start, so let's start with yours though. You want to start with mine? Yeah. Okay. Well, everything these days has been made portable for us in technology, specifically mm-hmm. electronics, yes, consumer goods, things that we pay attention to every single day more than our own being, sadly. I am speaking about our phones today mm-hmm. and how detrimental they are more than we think. Even as a responsible individual, I sometimes get caught in this trap. And in this trap, or bad habit, whatever you want to call it. Um, I know you're going to agree 100%. And this comes from 1,000% lack of discipline and just lack of motivation, lack of respect for yourself, and lack of true responsibility. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to link this whole thing with technology because we complain a lot. And by we, I don't mean me and you. I mean, me, we as in a society or individual human beings. For sure. In a group form, when we are looked at as individuals, a lot of us complain a lot. And we complain about the things that really good discipline can fix. We are a society of complainers. Yeah. We complain a lot about things that we actually should not be complaining about. Um, but I had this interesting thought. The reason why I started writing about this is because I started thinking about the way I used to wake up when I was a kid. Now, I was born in 1994. So after age four, I can kind of start remembering things, right? Mm -hmm. And I still remember getting up out of bed. Getting up out of bed was so easy. It was, you had one minute of like, hmm, crusty eyes, tired. You wake up 30 seconds later, you're up. Like you literally just rub your eyes. Yeah, and you're like, you're like, mm, I'm up. <laughs> right. These days, it's a hit or miss. You know, sometimes I'm going to have constant energy. Sometimes I really push myself. Sometimes it's relaxed. Sometimes I'm really happy just from the get go. And then I'm like, what happened? What, like what happened truly from when I was a kid and now? And the only thing I can come up with was the fact that my brain has changed. Not physically, but the way it thinks. Things have happened mm-hmm. in my life for me to change. I started to think more. I, I started realizing that thoughts are controlled in a sense, but in an uncontrolling way. Okay. Okay. So that means that you can formulate thoughts, but you can lose control of them. So that kind of trains your brain into believing that it needs to be active 24-7. 
Right. We always need to be thinking about the next step. Um, I finished writing my essay. Next step is I need to, you know, start my next one, whatever. What, why are we thinking about the next step? We need to be thinking about closing it off. Mm-hmm. But the uh, point is, is that the, the major difference is we blocked our thoughts when we were kids. We didn't really have thoughts. Our thoughts were, the, we had option one and option two. Right. It's almost like we were little monks. Like mm-hmm. we didn't take our thoughts seriously. Yeah. Just like, we yeah. were little spiritual animals that listened to the universe. <laughs> and we used our senses more than we do today, which yeah. is insane. And that got you out of bed super quickly. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of getting out of bed, essentially? That's the get-go of the day. That's, that's going to determine how your day is going to go. Mm-hmm. Right? We know this. So are you saying from your childhood all the way up till now, the one thing that's chained, changed is… Your thought process, mm-hmm. more thoughts in combination with having yeah, the phone, more brain activity. You start to think about strategy. You start to strategize. You learn how to strategize. You don't know what any of these any of these things are up until you label it, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're just stuck in your own head. That's how it is. Unless you identify what's going on in your head, you haven't. You don't know what's going on. And you're just, it's just being an activity. It's a process. You're being an adult when you're a kid. You don't give a fuck about taxes. You don't care about. Mm-hmm. your 401k or any of this other dumb shit yeah. like you're so just why is it that when we introduce responsibility everything just starts to go chaotic and you can't get a hold of yourself and you can't control anything not even your own thoughts so you so then you lose out on sleep and you lose out on nutrition and you're now malnourished and you're getting worse sleep and it's mm-hmm. even harder to get to sleep and it's harder to wake up and it's just you're you're diving into this hole depends on how the person relates to chaos yeah because i know there are a lot of people who thrive in that scenario Mm -hmm. well here's one thing that i wrote too i put literally all self-help is is going back to the old ways of mankind your shit was wired back in the day it required effort to use things and, and not and and to even entertain yourself you needed to physically be up and moving doing something right that's your form of entertainment Mm-hmm. down to speaking on the phone because if you speak on the phone most likely your phone is not wireless it's wired <laughs> to the wall so you're standing there having a conversation if that conversation is 30 minutes your legs are killing you by then yeah do you understand the effort that's, that's happening right now for a simple phone call that we could just do anytime through our cars now mm-hmm. right so nothing came easy not even a phone call you had to stand by the wall. The new gen does not comprehend what adding effort truly fucking means. With little options, you find yourself more optimally able to do shit without thinking. An example of options would be a mounted wall to a phone as a phone call, reading a newspaper, making breakfast or tea. This is just waking up examples. I'm not going to get into any other day yeah. examples because this is just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. If we can't even wake up properly, we're already messing up. You have a point. Yeah. So waking up back in the day was waking up by getting up because literally there was nothing else to do but think or move around. However, modern day routines consist of waking up with your eyes and immediately use your thumbs. Already the initial wake up is messed up. There was no initial movement involved besides eyesight. (laughs) See, that tricks your mind into thinking you're awake because solely... Your signals are communicating to your brain that you're awake for the day merely because your two eye muscles are moving. Waking up means getting up immediately. Mm -hmm. So So what is the issue that the phone creates? The overwhelming 
calm and comfort collection of, hey, I know what the future holds today based off of my notifications. So you have consumed sort of a partial part of your day on your phone within the first two minutes of your morning. So you feel like you you've accomplished something? There. Yeah. Because right now, what you're focused on, the accomplishment is waking up. What you have just accomplished is looking at your notifications. You did not wake up. But you are physically awake. Like, mm -hmm. you just did something. Well, right? I get you. You woke but up now in a technical your sense. brain did not wake up. Your brain is just totally focused on something completely different. It's not focused on washing your face. It's not focused on taking a shower. You will focus on it as you gradually do it. Mm -hmm. But that's not the main objective. And the main point of this is to have the correct initial startup of wake up so that you stop complaining. Mm -hmm. So that you get healthier. So you're moving from a, a reactionary point of view to a responsive point of view. Yes. Grab Instead control. of just reacting to whatever the world Take throws control. at you. Admit that you have an issue. Admit that you don't like it. Remember the olden golden days where <laughs> I did not have a phone. Days. And all I had to do for entertainment in bed was literally, I don't know, make animal shapes with my blanket or put my head under it. Mm -hmm. move around in the pillow those were bed activities <laughs> i wasn't scrolling do you see what i mean yeah and the the difference was night and day okay i wasted six years of my life trying to figure out what was wrong with me <laughs> what all it was was i swear to you this and it's just it, it takes a little bit of discipline just put your fucking phone in a, in a, another room yes. for example or put it on airplane mode. dude not even another room I'm, I'm like that, okay? Like, I'm obsessive with some things, right? My business is on here, too. Mm -hmm. So how do you create that barrier? Put your charger not next to your bed. You know? Find the, the second nightstand across the room and just put it there. It doesn't have to be in the bathroom. Just so that you get up. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be extreme, charge your phone in the bathroom. <laughs> Straight up. Because then when the alarm's ringing, you're going to walk over there, turn it off, and what do you know? You're already in front of the sink. And if you can't do that, mm -hmm. I think you're a lost cause. Yeah. So now, as a human being, you are represented. If you put your phone to charge in the bathroom, you're represented with two options. It's either wash my face or check my notifications. Mm -hmm. But if you're sitting in bed, most likely you're going to be blinded. It's going to be one option. It's going to be sit on your, sit on your phone. Mm -hmm. That's it. And you did not wake up. That's well, it's, it. just, it's just a very slippery slope because when you pick up your phone immediately after you awake, it's... Uh, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this for maybe 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then more often than not, you find yourself doing it for two hours. Yeah. Which thankfully I'm not like yeah. terrible at. I Sometimes I spend like half an hour in bed, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I wake up. But more often than not, most people mm -hmm. struggle with that. Yeah, but you, you see the point though. Yeah. As long as you're aware of it, I think you just become more and more disgusted with yourself the more minutes you just spend doing it. So 30 minutes really starts feeling like the, the, your past four hours and you're like, ugh. Yeah, because this, this, in, this yeah. is time, your most important resource yeah. on the fucking planet. Like, yeah, and dude, you know me by now. I don't like wasting time. And if I, if I see someone else wasting their own time, it just makes me so mm -hmm. sick. I totally get like, that. Like, why are you spending? Like, time is all you have. But Literally, time is all you have. Your money can go away tomorrow. But time is always there. That's only because we've spent a lot of time wasting <clears throat> time. Bingo. We only learn to value it because mm -hmm. we wasted so much of it. Yeah, and we're still at the adoption stage. Honestly, dude, even if you're 35, you're still at the adoption stage. 
for me, I think like even if if you if you've surpassed forty five, then you're like okay, you're getting older, right? <laughs> then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, not not you're fucked. You could still start and do things, of course, but yeah, it, essentially we're still in the adoption stage, especially if you're doing self discipline at the ages of I would say twenty three to thirty five. You know the age point. That's a good point to bring up because mm. even older adults are as addicted to their phones as younger kids. Mm-hmm. I see this with family members of mine. Yeah. You it's know, sad. 50 plus years old and, and they're yeah, just scrolling. Just because it's not Instagram doesn't mean they're not addicted, right? A lot of them just have their own platforms. For them, it's Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, WhatsApp, which yeah, is Facebook. For sure. So it's a crazy world. But the, the thing you could take out of that is um, don't stress out about it. Rather design it to be freely uh, moving and fitted for you. And remember that the morning is sacred and everything you do in the morning and how you set it up is going to set you up for the rest of your life, not even your day. Mm -hmm. Because day by day, it's going to progress into something more and more beautiful and just more advanced. (laughs) And you're missing out. Also, last thing that I'm going to say about this is take advantage of the features that Apple's putting on your phone now because they have do not disturb features, sleep features. Yeah, bedtime scheduling. You can customize them. Yeah, bedtime scheduling is down to the app. You can actually be like, Hey, I don't want to see Instagram after 10. Right? Yep. I don't want any notifications from that. I just want to see Audible, Brain FM, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by design it. So, you know your time marks, man. Just uh, chill in the evenings, chill in the mornings, be chaotic in the, in the day. Make your money, sacrifice, love everyone. You know, Develop yourself. Good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. It's good and bad, but. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword that's going to help any other final comments on your no that's a distasteful hatred for phones i don't have a hatred for phones i just have a hatred for people that complain too much <laughs> about things that are in your control fair enough all right zade we're gonna go back to what carnivorous animals <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very interesting thread that i came across a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago maybe even longer than that but um it's called now. Shout out to Root Cause MD yeah. at Root Cause Doctor on Twitter. A very well done thread here. But it's called the evolution of the human trophic level during the Pleistocene. Big words thrown around, okay? Mm. But essentially, it's a fascinating article that lays out the evidence for humans being high level carnivores. Okay. Meaning, they mostly ate ate meat. Um. Mm-hmm. So this uses data from. Here are a few examples. Human physiology and genetics, archaeology, paleontology, zoology. And this was an actual like paper that was written by authors who are well-educated in their field. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't want to read every single you know, passage of this, of this uh, thread, but we're going to cover some important yeah. topics here. Just summarize it your way. So number one, mm-hmm. bioenergetics. Humans had high energetic requirements for a given body mass and a shorter time during the day to acquire and consume food. So the argument that plant-based people throw around is that, you know, you can eat tubers and roots and plants uh, all day and get by with that perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. Problem is when you're a hunter-gatherer, those things are not available all the time. True. And even if they are, they're not as nutritionally dense they don't come with as, as much calories, fat, protein as animal flesh, animal products. Correct. So, of course, hunting provided um, a much higher return on your 
on your like food acquisition. Really? Yeah. Because think about it. And, and, and is this, is this, do you think this is in, in a form of like ancestral genetics? Is that what it is? What do you mean? So the, the, what's the initial statement of this whole article mm-hmm. or thread? It's is, revealing how yeah. human beings ate and lived just in terms yes. of nutrition up until okay, yeah. agricultural. Yeah, which was hunter-gatherer, obviously a lot of animal flesh, like you said. Yeah. Okay. And you think about it, you're a hunter-gatherer. Mm. You have a group of like 50 deep, 50 men who are hunters, right? Yes. Are you going to go searching for berries and fucking roots in the ground? Or are you going to attack a woolly mammoth who can provide you food for the next three months? A woolly mammoth for sure. Exactly. Go for the big goal. It's a matter of survival. Yeah. Um, So that was bioenergetics. Next is diet quality. Mm -hmm. In primates, a larger brain is associated with high energy density food. With the largest brain among primates, humans are likely to have targeted the highest density food, animal fats, and protein. (sighs) That's insane. So you can see here, they have a a macaw, for example. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Orangutan skull, chimpanzee skull, and then a human human skull. skull. They all look really similar. Yeah. Different in size. But you can see how it- Yeah, how it just- Progressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Higher fat reserves. Mm. With much higher body fat reserves than primates, humans are uniquely adapted to lengthy fasting. This adaptation may have helped with overcoming the erratic encounters of large, of large prey. So if you're hunting large prey, you're not always going to become successful. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you need to go through periods of not having food. That's why fasting is such an effective health tool. Mm-hmm. That's why our body's adapted to fasting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like you find these things out by accident, essentially. How so? It's an experiment. I mean, like, if you, if you were one of the first people to live here, mm-hmm. right, wouldn't everything, you would, your entire life is a test trial. Oh, of, you mean as a hunter-gatherer? Yeah. It's, it's records. It's a lot of recording. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I don't know what happened to Zay today, but he, <laughs> he had a spicy chicken and uh, not <laughs> doing too well. Spicy chicken as a might caveman. Have, yeah, might have had uh, food poisoning today, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, all right. Food poisoning. Something happened after eating spicy chicken. Yeah. You know? I get it. And you. it's just the, it builds reaction over time, over time, and it just builds a list. But that's cool. Bro, this, this shit is super fascinating to it's me. It's super cool because it's, it's, the, it's the things that we do today, and it's, it's derived from somewhere, and that somewhere is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and you mentioned this word, mm-hmm. uh, genetics, but yes. we have genetic adaptations to a high-fat diet. Yes. So humans adapted to higher-fat diets. Uh, evidence suggests that humans shut down regions of the genome to accommodate a high-fat diet while chimpanzees open regions of that genome mm. to accom- accommodate a high-sugar diet. So based on their environment over hundreds of thousands of years, mm-hmm. certain genes turned on, certain genes turned off. And over time, the organism becomes adapted to eating certain things within the environment. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And... And if you have questions, just throw them out. Yeah, because, well, this, this more relates to DNA. But I know DNA can shift over the, the course of your life, right? Yeah. Depending on what you're feeding it, uh, what, what you're feeding your body, your habits, your health, and all that. Yeah, what, what so, you're referring to is epigenetics. Yeah, epigenetics. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of mess with them for the upcoming, uh, you know, generations, but... Interesting enough that we know this. 
I just find it fascinating that we know a genetic, genetics can do this based of solely off of just eating another thing's flesh. Yeah, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Your, your genes are like light switches. Mm. So if you eat, for example, a donut or mm. you eat like canola oil, that's going to turn on specific genes and give a certain signal that promotes disease, promotes cancer, stuff gotcha. like that. Yeah. But if you eat something healthy like meat, uh-huh. then it promotes certain genes that contribute to health. Yeah, that do be making sense. That <laughs> do be making a lot of sense <laughs> though. <laughs> okay, let's run through this. Next, For sure. stomach acidity. Ooh. Higher stomach acidity is found in carnivores to fight meat-borne pathogens. Mm. Um, this, our stomach acidity as human beings is even higher than in carnivores, wow. equaling that of scavengers. We won this battle, that's for sure. We got the highest grade acidity, boy. It's wild. Um, it let's is see. pretty wild. And what's even more wild, like outside of nutrition, because the fact that they do hunt mm-hmm. is the hunting process, but that's course, another yeah. episode. We could definitely get into the, the details of the <laughs> yeah. hunting process. Used to run on toes. Um, yeah. Mastication. So reduction of the mastic- masticatory system size already in Homo erectus compared to early hominins who relied on terrestrial vegetation as a food source. The reduced size and compatible is compatible with meat and fat consumption. So basically how your jaw forms, mm. um, how your teeth interact with food, all that, all that kind of shit. Yeah. And this is just solely based off of like chewing the carnivorous meats. Mm-hmm. That do be making sense. <laughs> and to a point, but, actually, um, a friend of ours, mm. uh, shout out to Ammar, yeah. he, uh, he commented on a post that I put up on Instagram. He was like, yeah, have you noticed that a lot of people have weak jaws because they've just been fed soft foods throughout their lives? I never wanted to bring that up <laughs> because I feel like, like I, I don't make fun of people's like uh, look or image, right? Like if, if they have a deformity or whatever sure. the hell it yeah, is yeah. in my mind, right? If they're like a little bit ugly, it's not like, I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> I have this like urge to be like extra nice to them just because it's just like, you know, it's not the will of the universe wasn't on your side, you know, like mm-hmm. it was kind of like the this will is, of the universe. Just, I don't see it that way. Right. But it's just like, it's just kind of like the nicer part of me speaking yeah. out. And yes, that is a huge issue that I've noticed um, throughout high school and till this day, actually. So a lot, a majority of my life. And I see that with people that have diets like mac and cheese, <laughs> mashed potatoes, um, just really soft, um, basically no meat. They're just not working their jaw muscles. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. And they're not eating um, mystic gum. Oh, you mean mastic gum? Is it mastic? Uh, fuck it. We'll call it mystic gum. Mystic. It's whatever. the mystical gum. Well, actually, in uh, Arabic, it's, it's called miska or mystica. Miska. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's probably where I got it from. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's another jaw gainer for sure. If yeah. you're not eating meats. But you can see how all of these things. Yeah, it does. It all, it all just piles up into the same thing and how it's going to benefit everything and how, and it actually pinpoints the wrongs too, mm-hmm. like the jaw development. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, next up vitamins. So hypothesis for required nutritional diversity to supplify vitamins is contested. There's, mm. it's up for debate. But it appears that all vitamins, including vitamin C, are supplied in adequate quantities on a car- carnivorous diet because um, ideally you, you eat a carnivorous diet that's nose to tail. Mm-hmm. So you eat the organs, you eat the liver, 
the eyes, brain, everything. And that supplies enough nutrients for the human body. Mm. Um, and then I think this is, this is probably going to be the final one I'll cover. Mm. But it's one of the most interesting. Stable isotopes. So nitrogen 15N isotope measurement of human fossil collagen residues is the most used method for determining trophic level in the last 50,000 years. What this means is that they can look, they can grab a piece of jaw, yeah. a fossilized jaw of a human being, any animal. They can use isotope analysis methods mm -hmm. to see exactly what it is that they ate, exactly what region of the world they grew up in. Um, every single detail, down to like stomach acidity, everything. So all studies show that humans were highly carnivorous until very late before the appearance of agriculture. And there are some people who are saying, some researchers who have said that we are more, we were more carnivorous than wolves, for example. Mm. So it goes to show, man. Fascinating. There's a lot yeah, of bullshit I'm in the plant I'm trying to grasp. Base. And you're right. You know, we like think about it. Think about us today. We're, I mean, even even me, I'm a picky eater technically, considering my ancestors. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't eat eyeballs, organs. You know, yeah, the mean, farthest I've been is like kidney. I would say it's an acquired taste. Yeah. So, I would like to come from the perspective of like I understand if you're really really picky and you don't like bones or whatever, but. <laughs> Let me just say something. I used to be that person. And with every part, because that stuff is a fear, believe it or not. It is, yeah. It's a fear. It's a somewhat of a fear. So I feel like uh, as you get older, it starts to matter less. And you're just more concerned about what goes into your body. So flavor, I relearned the language of food. And it was not flavor selection it was what did i have this week nutrition wise mm -hmm. and what i need to fill in yeah <laughs> so but yeah i hope uh hope that thread was enlightening for all the plant-based nerds out there yeah because meat is gold absolute gold yeah. it's 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 the, the it's blessed food that's what it is yeah that's what i call it yeah but you can find meat at your local grocery store anywhere so go ahead and buy Bun that today meat. <laughs> anyway thank you guys for Hopping in on episode number 124. Hope you guys enjoyed and took something out of that. We are looking forward to the next one because we're going to have more and more talks. Uh, eventually, we're going to have more guests. I will be traveling soon. So I'm going to have mm -hmm. some on the road episodes with Zade. Zade's going to be here. I'm going to be a bunch of other places. Somewhere. <laughs> so follow me on Instagram if you want to see that. At Saeed Ash. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to follow the 2AM podcast at the 2AM podcast on Instagram and YouTube. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Lipson, and many more major, major streaming pl platforms. Yes. I can't even speak today. But anyway, guys, we will catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. Peace.